And we're live. PK in episode 25. So, you know what? <laughs> People fuss at us because it's almost cliche to talk about like the, the episode number now. We do it every week. But I want to yeah. say this is right around when a lot of po- po- most podcasts don't even make it this far. I think it's yeah. kind of cool that our sub-podcast has delivered more than most podcasts. I enjoy doing these. I don't understand the uh, the people who aren't able to keep something grinding. I think maybe th- maybe it's just because of our intense man love that we have for each other, and that's the glue that holds this whole thing together. I like the way uh, you're thinking, a, baby. A thick, sticky, Tell me more. manly glue. <laughs> Tell me more about this glue. It Is looks it like Elmer's glue, but it's strong. <laughs> strong like Gorilla Glue and tacky <laughs> to the touch. Yeah. So the Super Bowl just happened. Uh, I'm oh, not... wait, wait. My joke. Oh, oh, yeah, come on. What is the difference between the Seahawks and a cheap hooker? What is the difference between the Seahawks and a cheap hooker? Um, tell me. The hooker won't choke on six inches. Ah, <laughs> ah, Timely joke. That, yeah, that, that segues nicely right on into uh, Super Bowl talk. I don't watch the Super Bowl every... <clears throat> so here's what I like about the Super Bowl. I like the commercials, usually. And you can get those the next day on YouTube, and mm-hmm. they even cut out the bad commercials. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't care about the game. and it's, it's got more to do with hating, with not being interested in football than anything. But also, you know, my team's not in the game, so why would I care? If the Falcons were in there, or if Peyton Manning, for example, had made it there... I'd have watched it then because that would have been a kind of an interesting story. It is cool seeing Brady win. Like yeah, I don't Tom know Brady made it. I want to say he's the same kind of story that Peyton is. No. Yeah. Um, I like Peyton Manning better. Um, I, I just like him better for mm. for whatever reason. It, he's, um, I always did because they always had this rivalry. They went back and forth, and Brady always just beat the shit out of him, except for that one year. But regardless, I don't <laughs> know how many Super Bowls Brady has now, but it's a bunch. Like he's filling up a whole hand. I think he's it's four. There. <laughs> I think it's foreign. I saw the memes afterwards. Because the, the Seahawks player was saying 2-4. And I, I don't know if he was saying his number was 2-4 or the guy he beat was 2-4. Or, or no, they had 24 points. So he could be talking about that. He just beat number 24, if I remember right. So they could have been talking about that. But in the memes, it's always like, you know... Four. That's the number of rings that Peyton, that Tom Brady has now, <laughs> you know, or two yeah. was something else. Like I forget what it was, but yeah, they're just ripping them. So I watched the last. I'm gonna say seven minutes of uh, game time, uh, and it was really good because the end of the game, I guess, was the best part. You know, it got down to the got down to the end, and the Seahawks had a chance to. Uh, to to pull ahead, mm-hmm. and it seemed, and they moved down the field well. Like, and, like uh, really, lucky, if you remember right, there was a guy, an incredible like, he, not an incredible catch. He, he didn't catch it, and then like it bounced off the defender, and then it landed on the guy's lap while he was in a seated position. And he's like, "Oh, caught it!" It was and, like he's falling straight backwards, juggling this thing, and then it, he, in his mind, he thinks it's gone, and then but it bounces off his crotch or something, and kind mm-hmm. of like spins in the air and he's like oh I, maybe i still have a chance and he still fumbles it a little and then he finally is just like ah, it, it was a it. combination of a heads-up play and a luck. lucky opportunity you know and, and then he dude if if i'm on my butt after running 50 yards and all that i probably still can't catch it even if you drop it in my lap i mean he's a pro athlete he's a receiver that's why he caught it Having said that, that opportunity was pretty fortunate. Very lucky catch. It was ri- yeah. they, At the same time, they showed other lucky catches, like the one where the guy reached behind his head. Caught it on his helmet, yeah. Caught the ball bet- between his hands and his helmet, stuff like that. But regardless, you saw that and you were like, whoa, momentum's big. 
you know, and this the crowd was going crazy. It was looking intense. It was like they're gonna push the they're gonna push right in. They're gonna be no, mm-hmm. it's gonna be no problem. And they got down to the goal line, and instead of handing the ball to arguably you know the best running back in the game, beast mode. Yeah, they go in beast mode. <laughs> instead of giving it to that guy, um, although I saw Reddit posts, he's had that opportunity four or five times this year, and only once he went in. So it's like a twenty percent chance mm-hmm. based on that. But I think that I think that. The chance, well, obviously, they passed the ball instead, and the chances it, of completing that were 0%, it turns out. I'm not so, a football man. expert. I'm not. Uh, I used to watch football a lot when I was younger, but I never played it, and I feel like the people that play it understand these nickels and dimes and stuff better than, than people who just watch it like me. Having said that, like when everybody in the stadium expects you to give it to this guy and have him run up the middle, is it always a horrible idea to do something other than that? They acted like it was the worst decision in the history of football. And I'm like, I don't know. If everyone th- – it seemed like if, if you promised me your your move was going to be to run up the center, that we'd just stack all the guys there and stop it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know why it was so dumb. I feel I, – I, I'm like you. I, I played a little bit of football, but I wasn't very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Organized football? I, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's more than me. When I was like, I don't know, 14 – Mm-hmm. Some definitely it wasn't it wasn't high school age yet, but it was like right before then, like eighth grade maybe. Like I played mm-hmm. the season. This wasn't very good at it. Didn't like it. Wasn't my thing at all. Um, and I never got to do anything I wanted anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know a little about football, but not that much. I certainly can't. Uh, you know, the nickels and dimes is, it, that stuff's beyond me. I'm not even very good at Madden. But I was. <laughs> I feel like in the red zone there, when you're right on the line, I always get, I always get worried when they put the ball in the air. I don't like that at all. I feel like. Because you know the the playing field has shrunk down so much, you know. It's easier to defend, right? I mean, you're every, only defending every, you know, the last like I think the end zone is ten yards. In this case, they only had to defend twelve yards. Whereas yeah. in a normal thing, they stretch it out, right? They've got people running all over the place. It's tough. So yeah. people I, um people forget they're like, oh, but you're on the goal line. You're six inches away. It's like yeah. So that means they've got like ten yards that they've got to defend with their entire fucking defense. That up until now has had that huge entire field. It's been shrinking, getting more and more difficult to uh, to, to, score. Beat, to score against as they went down the field. And, you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's That's a, a stellar defense that they're running. Mm-hmm. Interception was, was your has got to be your biggest fear there. Like, you got to get the field goal off. You can't. I don't know. I, when I saw it, I, I, I don't know enough about football to make these kind of calls. Get Pete Carroll's the Did man, you, you know. He, Tom Brady won a truck for being MVP. I don't know what it was. I think it was a Chevy. <laughs> And he gave it to the guy that made that interception, which I thought was oh. pretty cool. Some people yeah. might say, you know, well, Tom Brady's so rich, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, I don't know. That's a $25,000 truck, I'll estimate. You know, maybe a $40,000 truck. Yeah, there's not many people who would look at twenty-five to forty grand and be like, ah, whatever, don't even need it. Well, I'm busy. Yeah. Don't bother me. No, that was a gift. And uh, it was a cool one. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know that that players' particulars. You know, people always think just like if they see you on television, they, they think that oh, that guy must be a millionaire. He's on TV, but just because they're playing in the Super Bowl, that guy might be driving a fucking Honda. I think that player actually be... mid-season won his starting position, so he's not like an established superstar like like Brady is. I hope yeah, I he have might... this right. I read that on the internet. It must be true. I'm sure there's. I'm sure plenty of the Super Bowl team are made. You know, two hundred thousand dollars this year. Not saying that's a that's chump change, but you know, some of those guys are making have multi year, twenty, thirty, yeah. forty. More than that, I think the league minimum is higher than that. But but just the same, they're not making you know, 
set for life money. I thought it was a hundred grand. I don't know which sport I, it, it is. I think it's like ninety nine thousand is the minimum. I'm gonna Google it. Oh, I failed to Google it. NFL league minimum salary is four twenty. Wow, that's pretty. <laughs> that's funny. That's uh, <laughs> that's a lot of money. Okay, um, that's a different story then. That's, that, that's even at four twenty, right? Like the average NFL. Uh, career is two or three years, right? So these guys get maybe a million bucks. And then, you know, that it's awesome, but it's a million bucks. And then, of course, it's over the course of three years. And then your agent gets like whatever 10% of that. So it's 900. And then the taxes take a third of it. So now you're at 600. And that's 600 grand to last you a lifetime. What it really does, I had a, I was going to say I had a friend who played in the NFL. I liked him. It wasn't like we hung out after school together all the time or anything, but whatever. A guy I know played in the NFL, and I know his situation. And basically, he played for, I want to say four years, hurt his knee, um, and then he just, like, he got a knee injury that I think maybe some other players, like the team would have stuck by him, but he was like a special teams guy, and, um, you know, they're like, all right, have have a good career, you know, like, we're not going to stick by, Doug Coleman was his name, um, you know, so whatever. What he did is he became a gym teacher afterwards, but he had a really nice home that he paid for with cash, and then he got to go through those early teacher years without a mortgage over his head, which helps a ton, and he lived a nice lifestyle, and um, then he, you know, coached some football teams, and I, I think now he's a, like an assistant coach on a serious college team or something like that. So hmm. he's working his way up the coaching ranks. Did you watch any of this? We, well, we watched a few of them together, the Super Bowl commercials. Which one did you like? Of the ones I saw, um, shocks, I hardly even remember. Oh, 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 the Liam Nielsen one I thought was pretty cool. The video game one Neeson. where he, what's his name? Liam Neeson. Thank you. N-E-A-S-O-N. Liam Neeson. Uh, he vowed revenge in this uh, like mobile game. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I like that one a lot too. Yeah, I liked. Um, there were a few of them that I just skipped out on because I knew that I had I had like heard the premise or I had like sort of understood the premise via a meme or something. I guess there were a couple of them with like dead children or <laughs> like spout. There was one where like the ladies. Uh, pretending like she's making a pizza order, but in fact she's on the phone with 911 and like speaking in code so that her abusive husband can't overhear. Like um, there was there was a couple commercials with um, amputees in them, and it was a real sad year in uh, with the Super Bowl commercials. I don't know what that was all about, and I get and even the Budweiser one was a real tearjerker with the puppy like you know going on this journey trying to get back home to his friends the the budweiser horses <laughs> i hope this isn't where commercials are going because like so rocket jump put out a video just recently and it was called like every 90s commercial ever did you see the video by chance mm -mm. i never like sort of caught on to how cliche they were right like kid opens the door and they're like wow liquid punch great Bye, mom. And you know, they're like, mom gives them the thing, and they run out. Hey, superstar athletes playing football with the kids. Yeah, they all go out and play together, and and you have to see like the style in which it was shot, the bad overacting by the children, and then of course they did a you know Freddie Wong style. Like, there's some special effects and a monster involved, but. 
But I was like, wow, I never realized how cliche 90s commercials are. I hope that we don't run into a cliche like 2000 teens where every commercial is sucks. It's all raw and just... Yeah, it makes I, you want to cry. I feel like cry. it's going that way. It feels like it's all raw and real. Like it, like, like they went out and shot this shit this afternoon on a cell phone and it's some dirty... It's just harsh. Yeah. Soon all Capri Sun is going to involve child abuse or something. Like, oh, man. I need something more lighthearted and fun. <laughs> You know, some, some merriment, some silliness. Remember those commercials when um, Mentos. Uh, you, you you had the uh, like the the office linebacker Terry mm, Tate. Oh. <laughs> Woo! It ain't time for a coffee break, Kevin. It ain't time. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the pain train. If you like finish the Joe, you make some mo. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he's, and he's. He's hitting these, these office employees <laughs> full NFL speed. He's coming at them in a way that would cripple a grown man while he's hitting them with, like blind shots. And you see, like, uh, there was a series of these commercials. Yeah, They're, didn't they hire a rookie at one point who hit people who were innocent and there were, like, flags on the play? <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, he didn't work out. Yeah. Oh, and he had there an injury, right? Didn't, didn't, didn't the office linebacker work through an oh, injury? Oh, yeah, God, yeah. He was like, nursing an injury and talking about, uh, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of them. Yeah, were people, great. That's Kate, right, right. Linebacker. People were, like, I don't know like talking in the hallways thinking that you know he didn't have it anymore <laughs> beat the crap out of him <laughs> they think i lost a step i ain't lost a step it's and good the, yeah there's the quick segue it goes to the the office manager he's like people thought i was crazy when i hired an office linebacker for productivity <laughs> is at an all-time high because <laughs> terry tate's running around like a fucking gestapo like flipping ass everywhere he goes <laughs> maniac Dude, I I almost don't want. I feel like right now Chris Kyle is the third rail of YouTube, and it's like we shouldn't say anything. I'm still not. I I, I can't wrap my head around this guy. It, people are calling I, I, him a liar, right? And I feel like liar doesn't quite describe what he's got know. going on. Like, let me talk for a second, and, and okay. interrupt me if I'm about to kang myself. But. uh like liar to me is a has a certain like villainous intent, right? Like um, you know, someone's a liar if they're trying to trick you into something awful. I feel like Chris Kyle was something of a bullshitter, which is similar but different. What, what regard? Because I don't. What, what specifically are you okay, talking about? Okay, here's a. I've got two examples in my head. One of them is he said that during the during the New Orleans floods, uh, he went to the Superdome set up his sniper position and killed at least 30 people. You know, he was just, he said he was just taking out looters as he saw them leave Wait, the store. When did he say that? I don't and know when he said it, but See, it, it, I got, it. come on though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I really I'm do sure. this. All right. If I don't know, ex it, because that matters. Like if he actually said that, because that's a little cuckoo. That's a lot cuckoo. That's insane. Um, if he said that he just went somewhere and shot looters. And, you know, it really depends on the context. Did, did someone report that they heard someone say that he said that? Or did he, like, write it in his fucking book? Or, give, or you know, is he on tape saying that? Uh, let's see. Because, I mean, you know, remember in uh, Braveheart when, when Mel Gibson shows up and nobody believes he's William Wallace? I, they're like, yeah, it, they think he's, he should be ten feet tall and he should... Uh, Shoot lightning bolts from his eyes and fireballs from his ass. I'm sure there's just a lot. I'm sure there's been plenty of bullshit stories told about the guy, but I need to see where he said it before I can. 
Apparently, there were a bunch of seals hanging out together in a hotel bar, I think in New York, although I'm not sure about that point. The seals all began telling stories, and then Kyle offered a shocking one. In the days after Hurricane Katrina, he said, the law and order situation was dire. He and another sniper traveled to New Orleans, set up on top of the Superdome, and proceeded to shoot dozens of armed residents who were contributing to the chaos. Three people share with me their varied recollections, recollections of that evening. The first said that Kyle claimed to have shot 30 men on his own. According to the second, the story was that Kyle and the other sniper had shot 30 between them. The third said he couldn't recall specific details. So they were shooting armed men? It does say armed <laughs> looters uh, who were like, contributing it, to the chaos. But, it, but I don't know. This is an article about a supposed bar story. Uh, yeah. The the other one, let's see. Chris Kyle. Hold on, I'm trying to see where this story came from. There's another one that he killed two carjackers in Texas. But. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't. And then here's another one that, you know, says that, you know, he knocked out Jesse Ventura, which has been proven false in a court of law. That one they... In a civil in a civil court. Oh. But I, I think... I, I, th I don't think they proved that he didn't say it. I think they just... I they remember did. the specifics. But I... And they landed... It, it, it was a federal court case. And um, apparently it's really difficult to win the kind of case that Ventura put down there. Mm -hmm. Like... You, know, you have to prove that he said it, then you have to prove that you were damaged by the fact that he said it and such. And um, all, you know, Ventura met every high legal bar. So that's a thing. Um, I don't know. I, I'm uh, cautious of these things because there's like there's a handful of well, stories out there. Well, right? then the, uh, well, the next question is like. Even if all of those things are true, and and sometimes he he liked to bullshit and tell tall tales about beating up you know celebrities and and shooting looters, uh, what does that? What is why does that matter? That's and, where I was headed. Like I, I was saying, people are calling him a liar because he's telling these stories, and I feel like bullshitter is a better term, right? Like this isn't about Chris Kyle at all, but I I, I didn't read I. I I read an audiobook, whatever you want to call that, <laughs> called The Asshole Rule. And uh, these Harvard business professors got together and wrote a book called The Asshole Rule. And they were talking about hiring staff. And um, th they called the book The Asshole Rule. I hope I have it right, but I know the asshole part's right. And they, they went into it, and they're like, you know, we tried to find a more delicate name for it. There's the jerk rule, the office stinker, he's like, you know, or, or the backstabber. He's like, but none of those quite captures what asshole really means. You know, <laughs> like, if, if you say that guy's a jerk and that guy's an asshole, asshole means a particular kind of thing. Like, he's sour. <laughs> you know, he's like, like, that guy's an asshole. He's really difficult to be a friend to. You know, like, he'll... He's got no joy. He has He's no just... joy. Like, backstabber's a thing, but a backstabber also might be really, like, even friendly to be around. Yeah, you know? asshole like, isn't one of us. We can't, we, you can't be friends with an asshole. Yeah, right. So they had to call the book The Asshole Rule because really that word encapsulated a different kind of meaning than all the synonyms to it. And back to Chris Kyle, 
Like, they say he's a liar, and I'm like, ah, I just feel like liar is more of a, like, I'm trying to trick you for gain thing. If any of this stuff he's saying is true, he's more of a bullshitter, you know? Like, like the same guy that tells stories about beating people up in bars. I guess that's, that's literally one of his things. But, uh, yeah, it's more like that guy's full of crap than that one guy's a vicious liar. So here's, he's not the kind of guy who needs to make up tall tales, though, it would seem. So that, that's one thing to keep in mind. Like, does he really need to make up a story about like about killing a couple carjackers? Like, I'm he, he shot like a hundred and what sixty people. I'm sure there's plenty of interesting <clears throat> stories he could tell without making one up. I really, because I, I, I don't I don't line up with that. I feel like, sure, I do agree that he has lots of true stories. You know, he's a sniper, and. Uh, I mean, he has a is that 150 more than 150 confirmed kills. Four, he did four tours. That's like over 300 days. Or, yeah. How many? A, how many? Is it a thousand days? A lot. I thought a tour was a year. I could be off though. Anyway, he has more than 150 confirmed kills and unconfirmed kills. I mean, he's pegging his personal number at like 250. He says he's killed more than 250. They're just not all confirmed, and. Uh, um, but still, does, does that does that exempt him from telling tall tales? I would just think that he wouldn't be. I, I, I think like I think the guy board. told tall tales, and and the fact that he lost the Jesse Ventura thing in a court of law in federal court. Well, he wasn't alive like, when it happened. Uh, true, true. I guess I. I, he, I mean, it, he wasn't there to defend himself because you know he's. I'm sure that may have. That, that could have impacted the way things went if the guy's not even there to... Like, I wish he was questions. there to defend himself. That would have made for a much more entertaining story. <laughs> you know, the two of them in, in court, he said, she said. That would be fun. But, but yeah, I don't know. This Chris Kyle thing, he's just spinning around my head because I keep hearing all these negative things about him. I wish he was alive to address it. That would be I, um I, I still keep seeing the people who who think the movie was was propaganda. I just didn't feel that way. I felt like it was so dark, and it it, it made his life look so hard. Uh, it, it definitely wasn't a hundred percent accurate to his book because I mean he was he wasn't as conflicted in real life about the things he'd done over there. I don't I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, well, but how did he die? Did he kill himself? Uh, he shot himself? No, no. Um, a uh, a veteran murdered him, basically. Oh, that's he, right. Didn't he do like a PTSD? I'm sorry, post traumatic <clears throat> PTSD like camp. He was or working, volunteer work or something. Yeah, he was working with a lot of uh, veterans who would come back who had physical problems and you know had lost limbs and stuff. He was doing a lot of volunteer work after. Uh, after and one of them back. killed him. Yeah, he took the guy shooting. He took him. That's what they were doing. Like they had gone shooting because he he was taking a lot of the veterans target shooting and stuff, and he hmm. took this him and this guy shot him i guess suppose that sucks yeah yeah and that's i mean I, i'm glad that we brought up his good works along with his stories yeah i i don't care if he was honest or not i, I don't really care in general it, you know it's I, I i didn't like the movie i didn't think the movie <laughs> was good i think everybody wants to argue about oh it's propaganda or or no he he was a hero right, he's like, a hero he's oh, a villain I, it's propaganda and kyle's just I, like the movie I had poor editing <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, doesn't anybody see that Clint Eastwood's lost his fucking mind? Like, this is shit. Like, I know, like, Clint Eastwood's infamous or famous, however you want to look at it, for for enjoying. He likes to do one cut if all possible. Like, mm -hmm. I've heard I've heard interviews where the actor, 
uh, talks about how uh, if Clint Eastwood doesn't like a take, he's like, well, that was fucking shit. Let's try something else. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. when they do poorly, but like most of the time, he wants to do it in one cut, and it didn't. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. There was a lot of. I can't believe it's nominated for all those Oscars. Bradley Cooper definitely deserves his nod because his performance was great. I, but when um, Brokeback Mountain was nominated for all these Oscars and such, and there were some people saying that it almost had to be because it was politically incorrect not to vote for it, you know, not to nominate it. But I saw the movie and I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very good too. I, I wonder if this is a case where it's politically incorrect not to nominate it. Like the hurt, the the last um, like a, the last movie that's comparable to this one, that's sort of a military type thing that's similar in a lot of ways, is The Hurt Locker, and that was nom- that won the Oscar uh, several years years back. The Hurt Locker is so much better than uh, American Sniper. Did you see Jarhead? Yeah. Oh, I saw this thing on Reddit, and the guy was a Marine, and he said that. He loved the Hurt Locker because it really mirrored his personal Marine experience. He says you have these trailers, right? The advertisements for Jarhead, which makes it look like a nonstop action movie. And then you actually watch it and it's just a bunch of Marines jerking off literally in the desert, you know, (laughs) goofing off, jerking off, tons of boredom, don't know what to do. You know, they had more injuries from like propane stoves than they had from Iraq and and it was just like a big fucking goofball tour over nothing. And he's like, yeah. that's what it was really like. To get into the army, I thought it was a nonstop action movie. And then I actually <laughs> get there, and it's just you know, me and a bunch of guys combat jacking in the desert. And yeah. uh, I was like, ah, oh, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I like Jarhead. I liked... Uh... I liked all of those movies. Hurt Locker is definitely the best one. I, I can't believe... I don't understand why this American Sniper movie is doing so well. And, and I see the people walking out of the... I see the interviews with people walking out of the theater. And um, I, I don't understand. I, Part I of it's the controversy. That has to help. Well, sure. It's, it, so it's the, it's the biggest American war movie ever made now. Um, it's, Damn. Uh, Clint Eastwood's not it's, lost his touch. It's going to win some Oscars. <laughs> I saw Donald Maybe. Trump on Saturday Night Live years ago when The Apprentice was like the biggest thing. And uh, he's there talking to the camera in this particular like Donald Trump mega convincing way. And he goes, I am now the highest paid actor on television, which means I am the best actor on television. (laughs) Just like that. And and, and it was like... (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah. and you're like, well, I, he seems to have the stats to back up his case. I don't know what to say, you know. And and, and you know, you, you're saying, well, is this the best war movie ever? Well, by what metric it is? Nah, it's obviously not. It, Saving Private you, Ryan you, was crazy good. I don't see how anyone is enjoying this because, all right, so. Some people will go to this movie and they'll want to see an action movie. They'll want to see Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down was an action movie with a heart. You, you definitely felt something at the end of that. I personally felt angry. At, I was like, why didn't Clinton kill more black people? And it was like, we should have went back and like blown some stuff up. And Mogadishu, the, the, the helicopter went down. They drug our soldiers. But Clinton, oh, oh, Clinton, the president. Right, right, right. Yeah, Clinton okay. was the president at the time. You know, that's what, that, Black Hawk Down is a perfect, perfect example of what they're making American snipers sound like. And that's an action movie that makes you feel. That's not what it is. You'll feel because he's got this 
Bradley Cooper does a great job, and you know he goes on a tour and comes back. He goes on Can a I, tour and he comes back. And he's, was Chris yeah. Kyle ever in Somalia? Nah, not that I know of. Then that's not the book I read. Shucks, I wonder whose book I read. Maybe someone out there knows. Tell me if you uh, figure one, it out. One interesting dynamic to the to the movie is that he's got a satellite phone, uh, so he'll he literally talk to his wife while he's out sniping. So like, there's several scenes where he's got like an earbud in. And he's looking through a scope, talking to his wife, and like then like the shit'll hit the fan, and like he, there's like a whole battle, and she's hearing half the battle over the phone. Um, that happens a couple times in the movie, um, so, so that's really interesting. And that, but then every time he goes back home, he's more and more changed, and um, he, he that's goes to counseling, and, and it's it, he, he's really struggling. You know, he's breaking down, crying. He's not the same guy. He's, he's really fucking with his marriage. There's this uh, one talking point I see online is uh, the whole snipers are cowards thing, and I don't like it. I I, I don't either. I don't to get me, that. Like, snipers like, an a really neat job. Like it's a little bit math. It's a little bit like physical activity. There's a ton most of, of patience involved. They, most of it is reconnaissance. I'm told. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm, most people know my history, but I've I've never been in the military, so I just know what normal people know. But, either, uh, but we watch a lot of the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, I saw all of Vietnam in HD. Every bit. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I, I, like just because you're not there in the action, I, I don't think you get to call them cowards. I, 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 I think a lot of the, a lot of the sniping he did. One of the things that they showed him doing the movie is like he he got restless up on the roof sniping, and he because the Marines are down on the ground like clearing houses, breaking doors down, going in. Who who are mm -hmm. you? Who are you? And his brother was a Marine. So, like, he's watching them do this, and, like, it doesn't feel right to him. So he goes down and starts clearing the houses and, like, helping the Marines and, like, teaching them things because they feel like the, the, the two SEAL, Navy SEALs are, like, talking to each other. He's like, these Marines, you know, they were civilians uh, three months ago. Like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing down there. Like, let's go train them up a little bit. And the other guy's like, fuck that, man. I'm staying up here. Like, he's, it's like he's like his spotter. He's like you. You either come down there. You're not my spotter anymore, basically. So like, the book they go I read. Also, the guy went there house to house, you know. But in that book, it went differently. Like he was, you know, yeah, I want to go clear houses, this and that. And the Marines were like, all right, you can hang out with us, but you got to go in the back because your rifle is completely inappropriate for this task. You get in the back, and we'll keep you safe. And that was that was how it went. Hey, uh, well, he would use there. There were two different rifles um, that I saw him use. He probably used three total, but but one of them was like a semi-automatic suppressed. Okay. Um, yeah, in the book I read, they described him as unarmed. I'm like, he's not unarmed. He's got a sniper rifle. But I guess you know, if it's bolt action or something, then you you've got one it, shot. He was always carrying, it seemed, two sniper rifles. Uh, he had a semi-automatic one and a bolt action one. And at one point, he made an insanely long sniper shot uh, that I don't know if that if that was a, a truth part or not, but it was like 1,200 yards or something. Maybe hmm. it was tw wait, maybe it was more. Maybe it was 2,200 yards. Yeah, it was 2,200 yards. I've read about his long one. Uh... Yeah, it was tw the the commander was like, he can't even see that far. But I don't understand why people are enjoying it because it's not an action movie. It, there's a couple of action scenes, and the worst part about it to me was that fake CGI blood, the kind that you see in the Expendables movie, which I and, and a little bit in 300, and it just it doesn't look good. It doesn't look real. 2100. I don't yards. know why they don't. 
Huh? He made a 2100 yard shot. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it's beyond yeah, a mile. I, I can hardly put that in perspective. I don't know that I've ever shot more than like 150 yards. Like that's mm-hmm. that's you know, pretty much compared to 2100, that's not even a long shot. That's <laughs> it's not a problem at all. So, yeah, it's, it's incredibly far. It's it's beyond a mile. Say what um, you will about the man. He was very good at sniping people. Yeah. Uh, th- there were good parts to the movie, but I-, I felt like it was edited badly. I felt like I felt like Clint Eastwood wasn't around when they started editing, and the guy <laughs> who edited it wasn't around when they filmed it. Like It just felt like they, did, they had two different ideas for what the film was supposed to be, and there wasn't even enough footage to add up to what the editor wanted, and there was so much of what Clint Eastwood wanted taken out that, like, his vision was lost as well. It's what it, that's how it felt to me. I, I, it felt very disjointed, and uh, and it felt like the story was jumping around. I was often confused, and I'm not someone who gets confused easily with movies. I usually I am. right there. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna struggle. You'll struggle mightily if you come out of that movie knowing what his brother looks like. I'll give you a dollar. I, I wonder what the truth is. That's funny. I wonder what the truth is. Like so, I watch movies with you and Chiz, and I have in my head that. That you don't mind helping me through the movie at all. That it's even kind of funny. Like, are they married? Yeah, Woody, they're married. But I, uh, or I might be taking you out of the moment. I don't know. I don't mind. I don't mind. It's um, it's usually good to like make sure that everybody's on the same page. Anyway, I like doing that with Game of Thrones for people because, um, I saw some people point out that I was. Someone pointed out that I was wrong about um the Tower of Joy or whatever it is with and that Barrison uh. Barrison the Bold wasn't there. Barrison Selmy, I knew he wasn't, but 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 uh, Taylor suggested that he was, and I kind of went along with it. It was a completely mm. different character. I know he wasn't there. I know he was wounded at the Trident, and then he swore fealty to Robert, and Robert accepted it. I know because he fought with the Targaryens against Robert in the in the war. I know all that. Taylor confused me. <laughs> so I'm listening to the audiobooks now, mostly on your insistence that I would like it, and you are right. I do like it. It's awesome. Um, I do, in my dreams, I get caught up to kind of current Game of Thrones and I'm realizing I'm like 60 hours of audiobook out, maybe 90. It gets a lot and I'm, I'm three hours in right now, which, you know, I'll keep moving, right? I drive at least an hour a day, like, and, and then I listen to some more. I eat lunch in the truck lately and that's a thing. So I'm I'm churning through some hours, but gosh, like I've in, so in, for you to catch up, uh-huh. for you to catch up, you would have to get through um, book three because uh, season one of the television show is 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 book one, season two is book two, uh, but seasons three and four are 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 book three combined. Um, they they split book three in half and made two seasons of television out. What's the so most recent book? Th- is it four? Um, or five? The, they're, I don't know that. Mm. Um, I think there's five books. Five. There are five books total, right. and there's gonna be and there's gonna be seven uh, to complete the, the whole thing. So we're waiting on the sixth. Though his publisher has already said it will not be this year, and uh, and it takes him like five, six, ten years to write these things. So God knows when they'll wrap this thing up. But um. But I'm you've trying got to, to uh, find you... out, like, how many books it is. I, 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 are you sure that you're right? Because we could just yes. stop there. 
Oh, I'm positive. There's there's five books in existence. You have oh, okay. to get through. Well, no, the television there. show has 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 gone through three of them so far. Um, now I read online recently that they sort of confirmed that the show will finish before the books do. Yep. Now yeah. that's only if they don't split any more books, though, right? Oh, shut up. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if they've considered that. I'm sure they've considered it, but they could split books, or they could do they could they could change the way this, the episodes come out. They could string us along. They could make fewer longer episodes. And I don't if know if they Game really of Thrones is to... making money. That matters, right? If Game yeah. of Thrones is profitable, like real profitable, shucks, they'd stretch it out for 20 seasons if it was profitable. They could just do it for you know for a long, long time. Yeah. If it's barely profitable, or if it starts slipping. Then they might want to wrap that thing much faster. Well, they are launching <clears throat> their standalone service with get the the new season of Game of Thrones. I think that's going to be big, mm. and I think it's going to inject a lot of revenue for dragons and such. I can already tell in the season uh, five trailer that they've it looks like they've upped their CGI a little bit. They've got this uh, this shot where this huge golden idol falls off that pyramid of Marine. I, I'm guessing. And it like tumbles down and explodes and looks pretty good. The, book the dragons is, look good. I've been enjoying the audiobook. It's well read, like you said. But um, the, you know what? In particular, this one thing is burning into my head. You told me they were describing how well Bran climbs, right? And and they're like, Bran is a super climber. He likes to climb trees and books, and he died, climbs on not books, you know, walls with cobble in them. And there's this has loose mortar, but he handles it that way. And he likes to be barefoot because he feels like he has four hands and yada yada yada. And as you were describing it, I was like. I don't know if I like that. That seems like a <laughs> lot of description. My attention spans only so long. And having read Tolkien, some of that description is bullshit. Like, if that was a Tolkien scene, he would have spent three and a half pages on the walls. Right? He would have described the, the color of the stones, how deeply they indented, the the moss, the touch, the, the humidity, the temperature. He would have done everything on scenery so much to the point that you're like, how much fucking scenery is there? Like, when yeah, can when I get do they to do something on this dark road? I know it's fucking dark. I know it's a road. Let's do something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, oh my god, you're taking too long on the scenery. And when you were saying they spent all that detail on like his climbing ability, then like I was like, I don't know, that's not selling it. And then I heard it, and I was like, yes, this really is essential development. I like this. It makes it clear. And um, uh, I. I it's engaging to me, not boring. And, yeah, and I'm, you, I'm engaged pretty much the whole way. Yeah, they, they're so descriptive of all the characters that you get a real, you get a really good mental image, an avatar that you kind of create of what Bran is like and what his strengths and skills are. And, not, and when, when they're well-defined, the story is, is much more interesting. And they really do go on for a bit about how he climbs and, and, and you know, they tell stories of him climbing and, you know, how he's faster than any of the guards, and he's he knows the city better than anyone because he's climbed the highest peaks and all this stuff. It's great. I'm on, like I said, I'm on book two. I just started book two. Oh, you're way ahead of me. In my dreams, the book would have some pictures. I want the audio book to have pictures that go every once in a while, just to tell me, like, because sometimes they'll flip over to like a whole new thing. Like they're talking about brand climbing. And then this is probably wrong, but all of a sudden they flip to like you know Danny meeting Call Drago or whatever the fuck his name is, and uh, and I'm I'm like you know wait really like he's big and strong now like that's not 
Oh, new guy, new guy. Okay, mental switch. Now I'm in the scene. Now I'm with you. And <laughs> well, and, they do announce it. They, it'll you know they'll be talking about Tyrion, and then they'll go, Daenerys. Daenerys sat upon the large cushion in the center of the room. Oh, that's what they're doing. I'm like, why did he read that sentence twice? All, it's not uncommon for them to read a sentence twice. Every time that they go to that they sh change characters and locations, you know they'll 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 speak the it's it's really the they'll speak the character's name. So it'll it, you'll be you'll hear about Daenerys and what's go, whatever's going over going on with Khal Drogo, and then it'll be it'll be like uh, John. John and his wolf went through the woods and blah blah blah. Like they announce every, that's what sometimes they're, doing. they're, they're reading sentences twice, and I'm like, is this an editing mistake or like I I don't know what is happening there. But I'll I see him read that. Oh, I'm, oh, yeah, but I'm 100% certain of it. And it's happened more than once. And I'm like, okay. I don't know what's going on here. But uh, Game of Thrones, that's yeah, pretty engaging. I'm hoping to be at least caught up with the show when the show starts in April. I think that's, that's a real not... struggle. That's 90 hours. And I think I'm being kind because I'm pretty sure book three is like super fucking long. Um, books one and two, are, as far as the audio portion, are like 28 and 29 hours, respectively. Uh, but I believe that the third one it might jump on up to like forty fucking hours, which is indicative of the fact that they made two seasons of TV out of the third book. So. Good lord, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, I, the 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 thing about the books, uh, the the biggest difference to me is uh, besides the fact that you know he can he has there's no budget on his pen. If he if he wants to say there's a million men, he can say it. Um, mm -hmm. So that happens a lot. So the fights are always bigger, and there's more men there, and more crazy stuff going on. But the characters are all so so young. Like Prince Joffrey's yeah. twelve. Yeah. Wait, Joffrey's twelve? Yeah, Joffrey's twelve. I didn't 12. catch how young he was. I, I caught that Rob was fourteen, and Rob Stark is like twenty-seven in the movie or in the, in the TV show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, they had, all the characters are quite young. That's kind of a big deal. Then again, they're kind of pushed into adulthood a little more quickly. You know, like yeah, super quickly. Daenerys is thirteen. Um, it's just, I'm I guess what I'm trying to say is it's critical to remember that 12 doesn't mean what it means to us, you know, it, or 14, especially at 14, they're like, all right, it's about time for you to start pulling your weight around here. Whereas <laughs> in my world, 14 year olds, um, there's a part where yeah. Bran is talking about being eight, he's eight and he's like, eight's not that much younger than 14. I'm, I'm almost a man. Like I should be pulling my weight around here. I should have killed those intruders. Like he's feeling guilty. He's like, even Rickon could have, could have fought him off somehow. He's like, and Rickon's four. He's, 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 he's feeling guilty that he couldn't fight off like, uh, like six barbarians by himself. They described Hodor and so far. They haven't mentioned how big and strong Hodor is. I don't know if they're gonna go into that more, but they just they just said he's a stable hand who says nothing but Hodor, and I was like, oh, there's the bitch. But I'm waiting <laughs> for them to describe Hodor as this like mountain of a man who can carry Bran without any trouble. But they I do. They said that he can carry an anvil like a bale of hay, over on his shoulder. Maybe so that's they, they get to that. Dude, it takes that's a little a, while. I feel like I'm. It helps me a ton that I've seen the show first because I like. I don't know. I'm like, oh, all right. I know this part. I know, like, it's basically filling in all the details for me, and it's fascinating. But yeah. I'm not hearing it for the first time. Yes, yeah, because you've seen the show. It's like the structure of everything's already there, and they're just mm -hmm. kind of doing the finishing work and filling in all the details. And and uh, it's great. Dude, it's really I, cool. I, if if you're watching this and you haven't seen the game or haven't heard the Game of Thrones audiobooks, 
If you have time, you should listen to it. If there's no part of your day that involves a drive or like sitting in front of a computer or, or something, then then probably it's not for you. But if your day does involve some of that just like lifeguard duty where you're sitting there waiting for time to pass, then uh, do it. Yeah, I've, like I've, it. I've really enjoyed it. Um, one one thing I like about it as well, like a lot, the characters aren't as clean. All right, and by that I mean they're not as black and white as uh, as they are in the show. Even Tyrion, like Tyrion's not perfect. Like he's pretty, he's a pretty gray character in the book. Now that I'm through book, yeah, uh, you're way ahead of me because all the characters seem black and white to me so far. Ned Stark. Freaking white. He's gorgeous. He's wonderful, right? He's in, in, on the inside. Uh, externally, he's just a regular person. Um, his wife, wonderful person. Uh, doesn't really love the cold, but you know, I don't think it's why. I think his wife is. She's got her. She is really shitty to Jon Snow, and she's always been shitty to Jon Snow. She's like super rude, straight. Like like she, she's never said his name. She's that's how shitty she is to Jon Snow. Good point. But I saw her as a super loving and supportive wife. Like that part of her was, was the thing that I took home the most. And um, uh, the kids all seem great. The Star kids, uh, they seem really, you know. Rickon is a fucking wild man. The youngest one, he's got his wolf's name is uh, Shaggy Dog, which is the lamest name ever. Is it Rickon like three. three or something? He's three. And he, yeah, he made the name up. That's why it's so ridiculous because he's a three-year-old, yeah. and and his wolf is is has been raised by a three-year-old. So it's insane. Like there's a part <laughs> where you there's a part where you get inside the heads of the wolves for a moment, and you get to see what the wolves are thinking. And like the like his wolf is crazy. His uh, wolf is just like circle, don't ruin circle, it, circle, don't ruin it. Like, like, <laughs> it, but it. It bites people constantly. It's bitten like six people at this point in the book. Now, which wolves are alive at this point in the show? Um, so Jon Snow has his wolf. Bran still has his wolf. Um, I think Lady, no, not no, Lady. Lady dead. was killed uh, early on. Joffrey uh, had it. Lysandra or something. That uh, it's uh, it's Arya's dog. Arya's wolf. Remember, she threw rocks at it to make it run away. Mm -hmm. uh, in book two, they tell a story of how, like, at that part near the Trident where they had, where she ran the wolf off, she hears in an inn that the wolves there have a new like pack leader that's a female <laughs> giant wolf and it's been they've been running into the towns and stealing babies from women's arms and that, <laughs> the, that like the lord of the of those lands had like gathered a great host and all of his wolf hounds and tracked it back to its lair and few of them had made it out alive and now <laughs> they just left it alone and she's like hearing all this like 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 while she's at an end and uh so I'm guessing that dog's still alive uh that wolf so um, Arya has a wolf. Uh, Bran has a wolf, and John has a wolf. That might be it. Rickon and Rickon has a wolf. Oh, well, there's a fair amount of wolves left. That's good. Yeah, they killed Lady, and they killed Grey Wind, who was Jon Snow's dog, or um, who was uh, Rob's dog. Right. And yeah, Lady Grey Wind. Wait, did Jon Snow get? I thought Jon Snow didn't get a wolf. He got the albino wolf that the others had pushed away from the group. It's uh, oh, his okay. name is Ghost. Hmm. Yeah, Ghost is on the wall with him. Ghost is a cool name. Yeah, that's what that's what Bran thought. He, he <laughs> yeah. was doing, he, that, Bran that's had trouble coming up books. with the name. Yeah, yeah. I, I just heard yeah. that part recently, and the, you know his name was Ghost. Bran really wished he thought of that name, even though his <laughs> dog wasn't white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool to to get those parts of the book. Um, uh, a lot of the history, it's uh, 
that you know every now and then they'll, they'll do a lot of exposition and they'll start talking about the Targaryens and fucking uh, the the first men and and all that stuff and that that stuff's pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, Samuel Tarley or whatever his name is, the the fat guy on the wall, he's just pathetic. His life, he's much more pathetic in uh, in the books than he, than he is in the show. I, I already feel sorry for that guy. His father like his father basically told him to like get to get out or he was gonna kill him. Joffrey is like the captain of the football team douche, but and not the sniveling little kid douche that he was. I still think he was well casted. You know, even though they didn't get like yeah. this generation's James Vanderbeek to play him. Yeah, I still think that Joffrey casting was outstanding. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think they could have done much better than they did. Uh, they they change, you know, they make a few changes uh, like that. But oftentimes they're they're for the better, or you know, they were just about saving money. It's I haven't so seen anything so far that I thought, ah, why didn't they leave that in? Or you know, they really should have kept this character in. But the characters that they remove, they usually have like two characters. There'll be two or three characters, and the and one character will absorb all three of those, and it'll serve. And thank the God, because three. I already struggle with the number of characters, and I'm only three hours into the first book. There's sixty more characters yet to be introduced. Yeah, it's... this is a guy who who says things like Liam Nielsen. Okay, like, <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of characters, but anyway, I'm really enjoying it, and it's helping me fill in all the blanks on Game of Thrones, which sounds like I'm, you know. I'm really completing my task. I was productive today, but I'm just enjoying it. It's entertainment. It was good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm Dude, house talk? <sighs> so the house, if people don't know, we had a pretty significant renovation happening on my home. And uh, it, I don't know. A lot of it's just paint and lights and kind of like bringing it up to the next level. It, it's a beautiful home, but if you were to look at it real close and it's like, oh, this wall's bumpy when it shouldn't be. And, hey, look, there's a popcorn ceiling in here. You know, that's not really cool anymore. Um, so we, we had a construction crew come in there and do a bunch of work. But it didn't go smoothly the first two weeks. Um, the electrician sucked. Well, okay, the electrician that we thought we were getting got too busy. So they replaced him. You know, they called someone who was available and whatever. Sucked. And it feels like their suckitude still exposes itself more and more. Like, the okay, first there was this woman. She came in there, and she just, like, the, her whole vibe was that she was an apprentice, not a master, right, in terms of electrician. And, uh, um, like, she'd put the lights up, and they'd be off by, like, three inches, and I'm having her fix it, and now they're only off by half an inch, which seems like, what are you really fussing about half an inch? And I get that. But if I hadn't fussed, it would have been three inches off. The, the all zigzaggy lights, recessed lights in the ceiling. That's crap. It's awful. Um, and and I don't know. I tell her to run one Ethernet line to this room, and she's running two for some reason. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, like, I'm, like I bought the Ethernet line because I wanted it to be really good stuff. And, uh, and now I'm worried there's not enough for the job. And, and she's just fucking everything up. So she gets fired. And but the, the company doesn't get fired. She does. So now the owner of the company and his son are working on stuff. His son is a lazy piece of shit and not being harsh, but gosh, everything he did was like, I'd rather be sleeping, you know, like every activity, everything he carried, he was like mopey and, and he just wasn't like moving 
And it translated into the quality of his work in that everything was just kind of like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And, you know, like, for example, they were trenching a line connecting the, my two homes to each other. This is the, the two homes in Raleigh, not Raleigh to Apex. Mm -hmm. And uh, the trench at parts was two and a half inches deep. If you don't know anything about putting a trench, that's not a trench. You might as well lay the cable on the ground. At some point, an inch of dirt will get removed or a shovel. or Like, if you can hit it with a pickaxe, your trench isn't deep enough. And two and a half... This is my livelihood, by the way. This is the Ethernet line they're burying. And uh, that was the day that I got fired. I was like, I'm showing it to Ed. I'm, like, taking a picture, texting him a picture of, um, of the depth of the hole. And he's just like... I'm coming over now. And we look at it, and he calls up the electrician. I heard him. He's like, you know what? Don't come back. You're done. Don't come back. I'll find someone else to finish this job. No more you. And uh, I hired a trencher, you know, to do the trench properly. And he dug up, like, right where their hole ended, by the way, they hit an underground power line oh. and left it. Like, they didn't mention anything. And uh, it was like, it wasn't cut all the way through, but it was like ripped up with exposed copper underground. And yeah. uh, you just know they hit it and were like, Shh, don't say anything. Let's just stop here. And that was how they handled it. And then the other guy comes along and he didn't, he didn't hit it with the trencher. He had a, like a line, like he could find the lines and locate them under the ground. And uh, he's like, here's the line right here. And I'm like, that line goes right where that trench ends. So he gets his shovel out and carefully shows it. And he's like, yep, here's the damage they did. Fuck. Like, ah. So we have a new electrician coming tomorrow. And he's supposed to, it's funny. They're like, this guy's really reputable. And I'm like, what? That, how come the last guy was ever here? You know, reputable shouldn't be a, like, selling point. But um, it's it's going better now. The last two days have been uh, better. Oh, he, they broke my house. They, um, there was a structural support beam. We're having oh, a yeah. recessed light put in the living room. And there's this like double two by 10 that holds up like two layers of house. It holds up the attic and the house and the second floor above the, the family room. And, uh, the recessed light would have had to have been off center because the, there was a big structural support beam there. So some guy comes with a sawzall and just starts like cutting it, gets like ninety percent the way through, like all but the last inch, and then stops, and realizes that like this is a major structural beam. And today we had an engineer come out and determine how to fix it, which is basically sister it to two laminate like LVLs and. Um, but, you know, if you go into my house right now, there's like temporary two by fours in the living room preventing it from collapsing. It's like, fuck, you know, and sometimes I think to myself, like I, I question myself, like, am I being a dick? Am I, are my standards too high? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> there probably shouldn't be two by fours preventing my house from collapsing in the family room. That was, they, they were just trying to install a light. And now I'm sure this, dude, the engineer alone is going to be whatever, like 500, 750 bucks to come and tell them how to fix it. And then they're going to have to buy, I don't know, $500 worth of lumber. This is like specialty engineered structural lumber. And then they're going to have to install it. And by the way, the, the family room has all this like decorative molding, like cutting the ceiling into 10 sections and such. 
and that's all going to have to be like taken down and then redone and put up properly. And uh, um, I this task is going to be. I'm making a number up. Twenty five hundred dollars, three thousand dollar task. Yeah, and if they, I, in my head, I, I was like three grand. Yeah, it's like, it's like two days of work. It, like lots of people working on it. Yeah, yeah, and different specialists and stuff. And if they had yeah. said, "Hey, Woody, we'll move this light one inch for three grand," I'd have been like, "You know, it's cool. It's cool right there." I hope they don't try to bill me for this. You should mention that now. You should, you should be like, "I just want everyone here to know that like." This whole thing, like as the specialists are up there and like things are blinking and lasers mm -hmm. are being used. <laughs> Don't you know, I'm not paying for any of this. Yeah. Whoever cut that board, they made the decision that all of this would be necessary. Right. I would rather not have any goddamn lights in the room than for this to be going on. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Well, all this mess is happening, the, the guy who owns the construction company, the general contractor, his cousin... I don't know if he died. Um, they said he was going to oh, die. God, that's right. And he had a quadruple bypass. So the the, the the general contractor had to fly out to, he's in Las Vegas, to possibly be with him while he died or, or something. Like, But he had a family emergency and had to go. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I have to be a little gentle with him. But like you said, you know, like, Everyone should know this here, not on my dime. Yeah, yeah. You, I'd want to get that out of the way now because right now you've got more leverage. You can be like, okay, well, all right, I'll pay for this extra three thousand. But just so you know, we're we're stopping after that. I'm gonna go ahead and find a whole new group of people. Like <laughs> right now, you got some leverage to prevent having to pay that three grand. Oh, it know? doesn't feel like that to me. I feel like if a because I paid half. You know, then what you do is you pay half up front and you pay half when it's done. So I'm sort of in bed with this guy. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it just needs to be like, look, <laughs> and it wasn't cheap. It wasn't like, I don't want to throw the number out there, but it was, it was plenty of money. It's like yeah. way more than just a paint job. You know, something goes wrong. Like, like, heck, they're going to fix the, the master bedroom has these two tall wooden doors. Well, four tall wooden doors. They're both double doors though. And, um, they don't shut right and they don't lock. And when they shut, you can see through the middle of them. Definitely not the kind of privacy you'd want in your bedroom. And part of the thing is to fix it. And it turns out fixing it is harder than they thought. The doors are warped. And uh, in my head, I'm like, well, it's in there. Fix the fucking doors. You know, the, the master bedroom I, doors are going to be handled. Oh, is it harder than you thought? Well, suck it up, buttercup. You know, I didn't tell you, you how you to could, fix it. Do you think you could talk Jackie into getting one of those enormous Game of Thrones style doors? Like it's like an entire like like they cut down a weirwood tree just to make your fucking door like it's like that wide. It sounds awesome, and I'm sure I could talk her into it, but that would be an upgrade. Uh, if the doors we have are not bad, Kyle, they must be ten feet tall. <laughs> I don't know how tall they are. I don't know if I could reach it with my. I don't think I could reach the top with my. As a matter of fact, I cannot reach the top of the door with my hand. I'm certain of it. You know by like. The, if they're not nine feet tall, they're ten. Like they're big doors. They don't. They'll have That's to great. be custom made. If they if they can't, I think the door's warped, and uh, you can't get a warped door to line up right and shut properly and everything. Yeah. So given that situation, I think they're going to have like a custom woodworker come and measure out new doors and create them. That would be cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that it. Yeah. It, it's like the big Game of Thrones doors you're talking about. 
It's better than what we have, but it's not a lot better than what we have. <laughs> the only difference is I picture that having like lots of intricate carving and stuff. Whereas these yeah. are kind of like, I don't know, two by seven panel doors or something, like 14 panels. I want a door that you would require like a battle axe to get through, something like that. <laughs> you know what? I'd like an arched top. The doors are square, but yeah. I think if they were, if it had like an arched top, that would be, that'd be really epic. That would be cool. But, well, um, hopefully you, uh, you figure out your whole electrical uh, situation, which has now become a structural engineering situation. Yeah, and then there's other stuff, right? Like the, the banister's loose, right? So the banister's loose. They say they're going to fix the loose banister. And then after they start, they look at it and the banister, this is right in the front of the house. It it's, has like lots of different sections. It's like they really kind of erector set, put the thing together. And with the way it's built, it, it's not an easy thing to strengthen, you know? So they're like, you know what? Maybe we'll just replace the banister instead of trying to, like, you know, there'd, so, there'd be so many man hours and like recreating stuff. And, and the banister effectively has like joints in it, you know, which it's not supposed to have. So now they're putting in a new one and I'm like, eh, I don't understand the pricing on this. You know, did we collectively decide that a new banister was you know, easier than a, than a, than a fix? Because I hope you didn't like remove fixing the banister out of the quote and just stick me with a new thing. But there never seemed to be price tags next to anything. Yeah. And well, that's no good. <laughs> well, uh, you, we talked about my leverage, right? Yeah. The fact is, I have a quote on what we pay, and I pay him for the rest at the end. I think I'll be in a really strong position, right? If he comes to me at the end and is like, wow. all right, Woody, that was 90 grand, I'm going to be like, no, it wasn't. Here's our original amount, you know, yeah. and I don't remember agreeing to any of that stuff that you built for me in there. I appreciate it, and it is lovely, but I don't <laughs> yeah. remember agreeing to any of that yeah. here. The way the conversation went was, you know, you said it'd be easier to replace it than fix it. So you did, you know, let's, you could have just fixed it. Yeah, but, that's ridiculous. Uh, we'll see. It, it, I've never done a, a renovation like this before. I kind of sort of have in that. My parents did it when I was a kid, so I've like, barely experienced it, but uh, I, I've never been in charge. So, it sounds like it's going pretty well. So when's move-in date? Any, any, any rough <laughs> estimate? It's silly, you. I'm never moving in. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to live there or anything. Yeah, you're I, so I, silly. I'm, just, I'm waiting on the, on like the, the happen. I'm waiting on this to happen. Like someone comes to the area and they, and they end up buying that house for like double what you paid for it because it's just perfect <laughs> for them as well. And then you're just back where you started with more money. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start the whole cycle over again. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, so um i they said it'd be done january 31st and uh, that's right around when time warner installed too time warner might have beaten by a little bit like the 29th or 30th but my internet line is there it's done it's installed i use it every day so that's cool um but in the, the construction now is the holdup. Oh, and the furniture. That's the other thing. Even if the even if the construction finished today, furniture would be like two weeks away. So I want to say we're moving in at the end of February, but we've missed every other date so wildly that I've given up on. It just seems like something I do, but don't expect to ever finish. Like I keep plugging away at this out of habit. 
but I like emotionally, I I feel like we'll never finish. Oh. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I am. Um, it's, it's it has been going on for for a long time. If you a include really the long house time. hunting, do you remember when I closed? Uh, no, I the bid was accepted on that house with the pool. Yes, that, that was like September or something. Yeah, yeah, it's I remember. A really long time ago, September or August, right? Because we were hoping to move in there for Halloween. We were like, we're gonna pass out Halloween candy from this house. How exciting! How stupid, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Halloween, like <laughs> that's a long time ago. Yeah, it didn't work out. So uh, you're gonna get in there eventually. If I had to guess, I mean, another month, another another month, right? Like that'll that'll. So the last two days, I've been excited about the construction, and what's excited me is that we haven't gone backwards. So you're blinking for me. I just started talking because you stopped. But um, uh, like nothing really has gone wrong in two days now. Uh, there's a there's a guy who's working like the um the master bathroom. Like there's this big bathroom, but then there's like a toilet bidet section that's separate from the rest of it, and it didn't have a door. And uh, I get that. But I don't really poop in front of my wife. Uh, some people do. Not judging. Some people don't. Please don't judge. But we were like, we want a door. Let's keep the magic alive. You know, that that's just how we roll. And uh, um, so there, there, there's a guy putting a door in. Apparently, it's a little tricky. It's kind of a crooked frame. He's got to do it. But he's qualified. He knows what he's doing. And he's going to get it right. And I'm excited about that. Um, mm -hmm. They put in some HVAC. There was a room that had uh, had like this ugly brick floor. And we're going to go hardware it in there and expand the doorway and make it all like a nice part of the house. And um, we had to, there was a mini split unit in the wall. And that mini split unit on the wall, I'm totally doxing myself, but whatever. I've done that so many times. The mini split unit on the wall is tough because you can't put furniture in front of it. So it's this weird decorating thing. So we had HVAC from like the main house, like tunneled under the ground into the room and done first class. And that happened today and it's done really well. So it's like, yeah. I kind of feel like only like four hours, six hours of work have been done in the last two days, but at least nothing was fucked up. They didn't break anything. Yeah. There's no structural damage. There's no underground wires cut. Like there's, there's just moving forward and I'm happy for that. I th you'll have this sewn up another month or so for sure. There's no way it could take two months. There's no way. Like, like even if they burnt something. I just imagine, even if they like, there was like a, a geyser of water, you know. This is what could happen. Like hypothetically, it snows. The structural damage isn't fixed yet. I don't even know if the house is recoverable. Insurance claim at that point. Wow. What? What? what why would snow do something like that? Because it's heavy like, and it's not able to support the weight. Because oh. someone took a sawzall through a structural beam. Nah, I, I feel like it would still. I feel it. Nah, it's. I'm sure they've a got huge, it. Huge, many stories of house would come collapsing in in the center. I feel like it's what would happen, dude. As a matter of fact, the engineer, like, <laughs> they weren't comfortable going upstairs, like human body weight, like like. <laughs> now, now I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit because they shorted up with two by fours. There's two by fours holding it up in our living room right now, so it's kind of like there's a temp hold on it. But if it had snowed prior to yesterday, it would have been awful. It would take a lot of snow, though, right? Like, an inch or two wouldn't do it. I agree. I think it would take five inches or something. Yeah. Which isn't that common in North it. Carolina. It's just the notion that snow would destroy my dream and life's work <laughs> and savings. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> no good. Yeah, yeah, this is a little uncomfortable. Because Javier got a little too liberal with the sawzall. Yes, you, you're close with the name too. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounded about right too. That's great. I can't believe he, someone would do that. I hope that, like, that guy should get yelled at. That guy should know he fucked up. That's insane. I would never do that. It's it's had so much attention, right? Like. It's been the topic of conversation for days now. Everyone's like been fretting about it and say stuff like um, Danny is a carpenter on site who's very good. I like Danny. But at the time I was just meeting Danny and everyone seemed so incompetent. I politely like questioned his competence, right? He's like, you know, dude, I can fix this. I can make it right. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, do you know, do you know what to do? And he's like, I know not to cut like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Javier will call him to protect his anonymity. Uh, he was right there. <laughs> you know, like, it, you know, like it, you just know what the scoop is. Like that guy, this topic has been beaten to death for a week now. He's, uh, even though no one yelled at him, I, in front of me anyway, I feel like it's well known. I'm sure someone yelled at him. I suspect really? it'll be, t he's a subcontractor, and yeah. I suspect they're just going to straight up deduct his damages from what he gets paid. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I wonder if he knows that yet. That's interesting. We'll see how that, all that plays out. Javier may end up going wild card on you and have to be dealt with. Uh, I, it wouldn't be in his best interest. Like, I'm sure he's owed a bunch of money for the work he's done. So if he were just to be like, fuck it, I'm out of here. We're like, all right, we'll take the free work. You know, yeah, thanks sense. for fixing all those popcorn ceilings. And, you know, it, like I said, the house is really nice. But if you get up close to it, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, this is like the homeowners had done a lot of work to it over the years. So a lot of that is like do it yourself quality, not, you know, professional. We're just sort of raising yeah. the standard and making everything uh, match too i'm sure that's Making a thing too yeah it's a, like in decorate my wife went to look at lights today six thousand dollars six thousand dollars in lights those are gonna be some nice lights man those are gonna be some nice lights Dude. what kind of bulbs are we going with we've got to get some special bulbs right um it depends like it, it some will have led bulbs but a lot of them had like decorative bulbs like you of know course. light fixtures I, I'm that thinking look like, like hand-blown glass right like I would like some mountain men to like maybe some monks to be blowing this glass. I don't know. If I were to describe describe the style, it was like almost industrial kind of thing. And and oh uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And uh, my wife was really excited about it, but I like I just looked at the prices. Like I, I'd see a, a wall sconce, right? It's a wall sconce. It's like this big. Not no big deal, right? I'm like eight hundred dollars, and she's like, yeah, we'll need two. Sixteen hundred dollars? Like, <laughs> I don't think I like it sixteen hundred more than what we have now. I, I just, I don't see sixteen hundred reasons to upgrade. There's lights there now, and they're like, oh, by the way, those lights are off by like a foot. We're gonna have to move them. But, fuck, it, it's, Javier, you got some drywall work to do. <laughs> <laughs> you better not bitch. <laughs> gonna be a real masterpiece when you get this thing done i'm looking forward to seeing it <laughs> they they had to do some exterior siding work you know because i remember i talked about moving the mini split and such 
So, yeah. um, uh, so they had to redo the siding outside and I'm looking at it and there's gaps that are like bigger than a quarter inch, like three sixteenths inch and, uh, wait, five sixteenths inch. It's bigger than a quarter inch. And, uh, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, this is too sloppy. Like it, I, I've cut a lot of wood in my day and I know I would have done a much better job than these people. And mm -hmm. I, it's just like, who do you have on this task that, that, did it and they're like we'll fix it well whatever and at the time they're showing it to me they're almost trying to convince me they're like we'll look at this other siding on your house that's not done you know th that we didn't do and i'm like it's fucking perfect it's like a solid like a perfect eighth inch line all the way down and by the way you don't want it touching you need to fit caulk in there you know so that it sticks and whatever i'm like that you, you, it's I'm like look at this wavy jagged line in this bigger than quarter inch gap and they're like well here's what the existing looks like I know make it look like that that is the standard that we're holding this to and uh, today the guy that fixed it was like yeah you were totally right you know it, it, <laughs> he's like I would never have done that you know it's all fixed now we went out they bought more supplies and they did it properly but it still makes me uncomfortable that I have to walk around and be like, you know, this and this and this, you know, what do yeah, we you got can't here? trust contractors. They're sneaky people. Like there's so many horror stories about people not liking the work that's been done by contractors and getting fucked over. I, I, at first we were all friends, you know, it was like, yeah, this is so great. Thanks so much for working on my house. I love it. You guys are the coolest. Now I'm like, I don't care if they like me anymore. You know, like <laughs> we hired you here to raise the standard. What is that fucking like gouge in my ceiling? What? I don't curse at him, but I'm like, do you see this and this? And they're like, did someone sand here already? Because and I know this because I saw him sand, and uh, that's why I'm fussing, because this is the finished product. It's already been sanded, and it's not up to snuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, so I I pointed out, and he's like, I can fix it. I'm like, yeah, damn straight. <laughs> you need that guy that, who's like mourning his many dead family members over there right that's she, yeah he needs the second in command who's more reliable that's that's Danny and that's why things have been better the last two days but yeah, um that makes sense yeah but um, um that's what I'm going to tell Ed I'm gonna, Ed I need you to walk around here with high standards it shouldn't just be me you should yeah. be looking at these lights and instead of convincing me it's good Tell these guys to fucking get their act together. That's what we need. Because, yeah, he's always like, it's got to be amazing. It's bullshitter. So that's where we are on the house talk. And and like I said, emotionally, I just feel like I'm never actually moving. I, like, it, like, logically, I recognize it'll finish someday. But I've, I, um, like, the hope is gone. It's just plugging away. It's like, like if I don't look at the end zone or, you know, if I don't look at the finish line, then I, I won't be hyper focused on actually finishing. I can just focus on the task at hand or I, it's hard for me to describe it. It's, but. It really seems like it's, uh, it's been one complication after another. I, I'm going to be really happy for you when you finally get to like go to sleep in the house and like all your shit's moved in and all the utilities are hooked up and you've got all the price tags and all the, you know, ripped off and all the like that mm. that clear that clear plastic that comes on everything, all that's <laughs> ripped off, and, and you're actually in and done. That's yeah, that just seems like that. That's gonna be that. That's gonna be that satisfied seal meme at the end of it. That's, that's what <laughs> the that's living room be. had a really nice ceiling fan in it, 
and we were like, all right, take the ceiling fan out of the living room because it was too low. It made the ceiling seem low, etc. It's the one with all that molding across the middle. And we're like, we're going to put this in my son's room and that'll be that so they take it down and then they leave it in a construction site for like a week and people are like tripping over it and kicking it or whatever then they put it in the server room and i'm like guys this like keep this door closed you know this like this is the one room we're not touching and the server room looks like crap it's awful but it's not for people so we were like i don't want to spend any money it has popcorn ceiling don't give a fuck you know just leave it alone i don't want to spend a penny on the server room it's not for humans and uh but they have to get the thing out then they put the ceiling fan in the garage but the garage has like big trash piles and stuff all sorts of broken drywall and ripped out molding and stuff and i'm like the ceiling fan was nice when we got here and it's been treated like trash for a couple of weeks now and then i looked at it today and it's broken like the one of the blades i was like is that an optical illusion or is that blade bent and then you see the other side and it actually had like the crease of brokenness on it and not the end of the world. They'll just drop that ceiling fan towards the budget or something. We'll find out what it's worth, 200 bucks or something. And they'll say, all right, 200 towards your you know, lighting budget, just, you know, we'll, we'll handle it. And, uh, and it's not like I'm emotionally attached to it, but I do feel like dudes, like you're trashing the place. That's the issue. You're trashing the place. You're cutting yeah. structural stuff. You're stepping on ceiling fans. Oh. You're it, like, stop trashing the place. Sound like you have a really hard time with this construction crew. And I, and I know what's normal. You know, like what's normal? Do, do all construction crews break a ceiling fan somewhere in the process? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, know either. I, I, it's the the cutting of the construct of the beam is the uh, the worst thing. That's that's the yeah. the rest of the stuff. I can I can kind of sounds like you know, you know what I don't accept also have to deal with huh? the electrician that trenched two inches deep. And oh yeah, that's still managed shit. to cut a power cord, but instead of like fixing it or telling anyone, they just kind of pretended it didn't happen and started filling the hole in. Whose power cord was it? Mine. Uh, so we have oh. floodlights in the front yard, and you know you, you flip a switch in the house and the lights come on and they shine in the house. That cord this underground romex thing was cut with a trencher and and they just stopped trenching there and called it good hmm. uh, can't do okay. that assholes yeah no good yeah i don't think this is normal I, I think this is shoddy and they really need to be watched yeah well that's, it sounds like watching them has become kind of a full-time job oh yeah yeah. You should take your gun over there. You should be sitting over there cleaning it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gun with me. <laughs> always got a gun with me. They don't know it, but it's there. It's always an option. It's always an option. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I heard a bunch of people clamoring for house talk. Now they've had plenty of it, I'm sure. Yeah. It's... House talk and Game of Thrones talk alike. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Ah, shucks. I'm... I'm out of words. I, I I wish I could better explain this. It'll never happen, but I'm marching toward it anyway because I know logically that someday it'll happen. <clears throat> kind of philosophy. Yeah. I've done a, <laughs> with school. I was like that many times. People are like, how long till you graduate? I don't even know. I'm just taking, <laughs> I'm just taking the right courses so that it happens someday. Like yeah, I, I feel like time. yeah. If I stress <laughs> over the the finish line, then like it. It's like a, a watched pot never boils, you know? I'm just gonna, I'm just churning away. 
and and then eventually it happens and that's kind of how I'm doing the house well good I I think you're gonna be done with this thing and you know two months for sure like two months from now you're gonna be like like what I described a minute ago like a hundred percent done I think you might be right two months from now we'll see another it also depends on how moving out of here goes like what I want to do is kind of move as much as we can on our own like all my computer stuff and my shop and things like that and then maybe excuse me hire a crew to move the furniture because mm -hmm. Jackie's awful at carrying furniture. She's yeah. I, I How a, is she at driving a moving truck? She'd probably suck at that too. <laughs> I'm just imagining like all your belongings sideways on in the in the, in the, in the like I, just not even on the road either. Just right there in the yard. Somehow she flipped a moving truck. The thing is, I am more. Than, I don't know if I'm either twice as more than twice as strong as her, and that I can carry more things or heavier things without her help, or I she's just like never put in full effort right like i don't know if you know anyone who just never tried a hundred percent at anything you know physical but she might be there you know like we used to go running together on the boardwalk and you could see like as soon as like it was getting exhausting it was like whew, time to stop no exhausting is the point of it that's you know that means it's working but yeah and anyway i, I feel like i'm tearing her apart i don't mean to she's great but she's awful at carrying things I've only ridden in the car with Jackie once, and she wrecked at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She was not able to dock at the end of the journey. She she crashed in in her own yard. Matter yeah. of fact, she, like, it wasn't like we were in some strange parking lot, at, like the European the Euro, European food store where like the the spaces were narrow. No, no, we were in her front yard. We were teasing her about being a bad driver, and then two seconds later, she crashed. <laughs> it was great. That was so great. I didn't say a fucking word. I was just like... Oh, <laughs> I think I busted out laughing. I've gotten really good at, at her crashing now. I'm just like... It's all low speed. Like, it's basically parking lots that get her. And um, maybe her next car will have, like, the 360 camera. Like, maybe that would help her a ton. Then again, I, like that. I feel like it's not paying attention that nabs her. Not necessarily like bad judgment or something. Kitty's car has the um, has a camera, and then it's got like lines. Um, sort of, I'm um, trying to think of the word. Um, but they tell you how, where your reverse path is and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It shows you where mm -hmm. the car is actually gonna gonna travel. Uh, superimposed. It's got lines superimposed on the screen. Mm -hmm. And you know the the rear the rear sensors are great. I think that's I've got one of my car as well. Do they beep? Get, yeah, and then it turns to a solid beep when you get close. Hmm. Because I That'd back be in nice. the garage a lot, and I like to back all the way in so I can close it if I want. So. You know what yeah, I really, cool. really like? Um, a lot of new trucks come with cameras that help help you hook up the trailer hitch. Like, mm. they really help you get that thing lined up. Whereas I do the walk out of the truck, visually inspect it, and it often takes me, like, three or four peaks to get it right. Now, when I had my buggy and I was um, doing it all the time, it would often take just, like, one look. I didn't pull up with never, you know, first try, but yeah, go back, look one time, adjust and pull right in. But I'm not that good yeah. right now. And I'd love to have some cameras to help me. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So, uh, is it time? Yeah, I think that's a show. That's that's at least a, an hour and a half, probably. It feels was like. It? I got to talking, I guess. Yeah, we did a lot of Game of Thrones talk and then and then you did a lot of house talk. <sighs> we talked about you. You're the shitty guy who cut your your beam for an extent. I I think I I dislike him now. I, I want to go cut him in his house. 
it's going to be stronger than it was when they found it. It really is. <laughs> it's just, you know. But at what cost? <laughs> like, 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 if you wanted like a super strong house, maybe that three thousand could have went somewhere else. You know. <laughs> and like, then the other part of it is they were back on the house talk, but like, even if they're like, yeah, Woody, no, no, we'll cover this. Don't you worry about it. You know, that's uh, the you time. Know, that, that's. That's good. And there's my time, but that's not even where I was headed. They're going to be like, but, you know, what wasn't included in the original contract was painting the half bath. And that's like a real example. We decided to paint a half bath that we didn't want to originally. Like, and that will be $7,500 for that paint. <laughs> you know, and they're like, well, yeah, try to tell me I didn't pay for the structural. You yeah. know, I don't think that's going to happen either. That, and you'll be okay at the end of this. It, it's going to be, and you know, in the end, it'll cost what it costs, I suppose. But it'll get done right because you're there watching them like fucking Batman ready to swoop. <laughs> that's that's kind of what it is. You know, like, and, and sometimes I, like, I'm on site a lot. Now that the internet works, it helps me a ton. Wi-Fi doesn't work. I really wish it did. So I'm like tethered to the cable modem, direct cable modem. But, um. Uh, Out speed. It's 50 down, 5 up. It's the same as I have here. Okay. Um. Oh, and it's going to be 100 down, 10 up, like, really soon, like, in the next month or two. So that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, oftentimes I do yard work and stuff. Like, there's a tornado came and did damage a while back, and like, years ago. So there are piles of debris around the yard. And I just take my little – I have a golf cart with, like, a pickup bed in it. it it's, it's an easy go. And they used to call it a workhorse. Now they call it something else. And uh, I just go around and grab, like, debris, fill up the golf cart, dump it in the pile – and uh, I'm cleaning up my yard, stuff like that. There is a some of the trees in the yard are being like killed with vines. And I just save the tree because it's nice. <laughs> you know, Jackie does it. She's like, that tree is 12 feet tall. That would cost $350. And I'm like, well, shit. I guess I'll keep it alive then. You know? Yeah. I, I told you about my my dad's. Um, he he always had this idea that he didn't want to start with these young trees that you would buy. He didn't want to buy trees. He just thought maybe we could transplant a tree to where we wanted it. And he was digging up these huge trees, roots and all, with an excavator and then transporting them. And they all died. Like he, planted, he planted like eight of them. And I mean, these trees were like this big around. Like, like they were pretty big trees and they were, I don't know, 15 feet, 20 feet tall, something like that. Right. And, and after two years, like we just had a graveyard of dead oh, trees. They were no. all they were all black and you know they, whenever the wind would blow hard, chunks of them would fall in the swimming pool. Like they'd all fall oh, apart. Oh, that sucks. Because I liked his <laughs> idea, especially if he has like an excavator, like the proper tool. The and roots would did, be so huge. <laughs> and that was gonna be my question. Like, did he cut all the roots off? Did he just leave it with a little root ball? Or he no? Did as much as he could. Like it would be a huge mass of roots, and we dig these big holes to like lay them out. Out, like like they were power lines we were laying mm -hmm. in the ground and we'd water the fuck out of them and you know that was my these, next question did you water it he had it set up so that you know um he had pipes with holes drilled in them like inserted in the ground so you could get water down into the root system like way down and he fertilized them and then they died they all died and i was like you tree killer look what you've done all these dead trees <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was so funny. And oh, then, like, it's so sad to me. And I'm, dude, trees are so expensive, right? Like, like if maybe it, like seven years ago, he went and got all these uh, these furs, I think. And now he's got like a huge hedgerow of furs. But like, the transporting doesn't work. If you um, Planting. if if like, in, in, you know, in front of my house, we had that oak tree, 
-hmm. it's really big like you couldn't hug it it's too big for like no. even a full-size man to put his arms around yeah and it's six it's probably five feet in diameter it's very big might be yeah it's it's big and uh um if that tree were to get say like knocked down by a hurricane then we could literally like file an insurance claim be like we had eleven thousand dollars worth of damage that's what that tree was worth and <laughs> like that's a real thing trees are expensive so yeah my property has very few trees which is good for mowing i think my dad was fucking with me uh <laughs> i went over to his place the day before yesterday and i pulled up and the day before i'd been over there shooting and i had really been shooting i had my uh my short barreled uh fully automatic m16 and i put a silencer on it and i was just shooting from the hip just spraying like this huge mass of targets just having fun by myself and uh so i came back the next day and dad was like you shooting yesterday and i was like yeah he's like well must have skipped a ricochet across the field there's a cow laying over there dead as a doornail this morning when i went over there I had to bury her i was like really he's like yeah yeah bullet hit her in the throat and the jugular i suppose she must have pumped out three fucking gallons of blood and it didn't go easy either. They, she had torn the ground up everywhere a lot, suffered a lot. It was bad. I was like, shit! Oh, that's terrible. I feel terrible. I was like, well, figure out how much you know I owe you, and I'll pay you. I, and in my head, I'm like, 1500 bucks would be pretty light. <laughs> mm -hmm, something like, like that, right? $1,500, 2500 depending on like the purity of the cow. Go on. I, I know his cows. There's no purity to be had. But, but, you know, <laughs> okay. She was, she, was, she was $1,500 worth of steak for sure, and I'm just Fuck, man. It's and he's like, ah, I'm just fucking with you. You're so gullible. Fuck. <laughs> you had me going. Like, I asked him twice. I'm like, for real? Did that really happen? He's like, yeah, I just told you. I buried her this morning, like, making me feel bad because he buried this cow I'd shot. I, he had me going. I thought I'd murdered the If you had cow. shot my cow, I'd have taken it to the butcher. He said he had found it, like, the next day. So, oh, like, he found it okay. the, the next morning. So like uh, yeah, we've done, he's done that before. We've we've butchered an entire cow before, and we had so much beef that it it was years worth. And at the end, I think we just threw it away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like your relationship with your dad. <laughs> it, it's like I have a good relationship with my dad, but he's definitely like the sort of mentor, like experienced sort of guidance type of guy. You know, I call him when I need help a lot. You know, or like I'll have a business decision to make or. Or, you know, I don't know, just like I tap into him for advice and I value his opinion and his accomplishments and stuff. When I hear you talk to your dad, there's that aspect of it, but there's also kind of a chummy sort of thing. Yeah, we're, we're definitely on the, uh, an, an, an even play. We're definitely kind of equals, I suppose, in each other's minds. Like, like he knows I'm a, I'm a pretty smart guy. I know he's a smart guy and we, we kind of have a mutual respect going for one another. Um, I remember one... Like, uh, the last time we had any a serious argument was, like, three or four years ago or something like that. Uh, we'd gotten to some kind of, like, I said, yeah. he was doing something ridiculous at a bar. And I was just, like, I, I was trying to tell him to fucking cut it out because he was getting ridiculous. And uh, he was gonna, I thought he was going to get us in trouble. And, and he just snapped on the way home, pulled over on the side of the road. Like, he's like, get out. And, like, like we'd get out of the truck and go to the back of the truck. And he, he's just like, you can't talk to me like that. Anybody who talks to me like that, we're going to have to throw down. So either me and you are going to fight right now, or you're going to have to apologize. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had no idea that it was going to come down to this. <laughs> like, he was serious. He was, he was like, you can't talk to me like that, not unless you're ready to carry an ass with it. So you're going to have to apologize, or we're going to have to fight. And I'm like, 
well, I'm sorry. Let's start there. <laughs> I had no idea. Let's start there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, my father respects me. And he, and, and, but it's more of a, like, he's proud of me, right? Like, you know, it's my accomplishments. He, you know, my family is quite good. Like, you know, um, I'm living a life that a lot of, that, that you can hold your head high on, right? You know, things are going okay. So he's proud of me. And, and but nah, he definitely is, you know, the the creator and I am, you know, the son and that sounded like a God thing. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, well, it's not chummy usually. I mean he he is very conservative, so <laughs> Yeah. Oh, him and God. He's He's mega religious now. He's mega conservative. He wasn't that religious as a kid. I, he even said some anti-God stuff when I was a kid. You know, like, like, or at least anti-church stuff. You know, I don't know if anti-God is right, but there's certainly some anti-church Anti-religious establishment, probably. Yeah, and he had a stack of pornos that'd be waist high on a child, right? You know, this is back when porn came in magazine form. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's... And and I I don't even know what kind of unspeakable shit those two have done in the bedroom, but God, the Lord said, "Go forth and be plentiful." <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> dude. Get this. So I, I I didn't piece this together until my adulthood. This is a good story. I wish it was on PKA instead of PKN. But um, my mother had some sort of like damage in like where her pubic hair was, and um, it was uh like a it was a tumor of some sort. And, um, like as a kid, it was like, Oh yeah, that's like a weird thing to happen. And, uh, shucks, I forget the name of it, but I later learned like, because of my interest in MMA, that this particular type of injury comes from repeated pounding <laughs> in her pubic hair area. And it's like, fucking mom and dad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like all the time. Really? <laughs> Then he fucked a tumor into her? Like, dear God. Well, like, could, like, she had, like, a hematoma or something. On, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That's so intense. That's so, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. My parents are legendary in that regard. And I, I'm going to have to retell this on PKA. Yeah, but, I'm going to have to do a little research. I'm going to have to find some pictures. But, yeah, that... <laughs> Basically, yeah, what she had was a, some sort of pube injury from repeated pounding that, that needed to be drained or something. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's a good way to end the show. All right. right. Like, PKN, episode 25. Good one.